Now we return you to the test card and some music. and welcome to the Pilot Podcast, Take 33, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy is Rob Jelly. Yes, he is. Yes, I am. How are you doing on this I'm fine Christmas good. morn, Rob? Well, I'm well, I'm well. We are, but what, four days, five days away? <sighs> I can't even count, six. Yeah, but when people listen to this, it's either on the day. Well, this is Christmas Eve. Okay. Uh, this episode's out on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, uh, so if you have caught up maybe later on, then uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, um, Happy Valentine's Day in case it's that late. Yeah. Um, happy Halloween if happy you're really behind. Happy birthday, yeah. uh, <laughs> twice. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're doing a couple of Christmas specials um, this Christmas. Uh, we thought we'd do something a little different for the end of the year. We've yep. done 32 weeks wow. of television shows and uh, it's been a great year. Genuinely has been a really fun year. It's been great we've we've done comic-con we yeah we did comic-con as well that was big for Just a, a new podcast yeah, yeah absolutely uh, that, that was super we did marvel versus dc you can have a listen back to that uh via the post pop website or yeah iTunes, itunes if you subscribe there um but we've watched all sorts of shows this year i know all sorts i mean we started way back in may mm-hmm. uh we started off with friends against <laughs> lost two of the biggest shows to ever be on the television and we'll be revisiting one of those shows today we are revisiting one of those shows Indeed. I've just realised, so we've, so we've done 32 shows prior to this. Yep. That means we've, we've looked at 64 pilot episodes. We have watched 64 different pilot episodes That's so got to be 75% of all the pilot episodes out it's there. It's got to be close to that. It's got to be. It's, it's 70 plus, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's, what, another 10, 12 left? It's got to be only another 10 or 12 shows left. So yeah. hopefully we'll be done by Easter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, we are just trying to find, we, we, we set out on this at the start of the year when I said to you about I had this idea to kind of see how good those first episodes were yeah. what is the greatest television show on earth it's a question that gets banded around every year yep. every time a new show comes out they go it's the greatest show on television and they and, and you sort of, I often say that you might notice you say that a lot you <laughs> do say that a lot uh, but you, you hear it a lot from all sorts of people friends as well as sort of TV critics and, and, and journalists and, and so on and so forth yeah. so we said let's try and decide this once from for all but let's be fair Let's actually watch them. Yeah. And it'd be ridiculous. Let's be honest. It would be ridiculous to watch every episode of every show ever made. Mm-hmm. We would never like, we'd never do it. Yeah. Um, so we said, how about we just assume that all shows, <laughs> best episodes are the first ones. Yeah, basically. And that's where the pilot comes from. Yeah. So we've watched 64 shows now. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, to finish the year with, we're going to do a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, we're going to look at the Christmas specials. So this won't be included in the, the normal kind of chart. The, no. Uh, we have to come up with a new Christmas chart, which we'll, we'll make sure we update every year. Every year, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, should we crack on with... I think so. I yeah. think that's what okay. we should do. So uh, we've been away to watch two Christmas special episodes yep. of two different shows, both of which we've actually reviewed this year yes. on the podcast. 
pilot. So we've done the first episodes of them. Um, and it'd be no surprise to find out we've done Lost mm-hmm. um, already this year. And we're going to come to that in a bit. But yep. um, well, do you want to start with that one? Let's start with that one. Sure. I wonder why because, you're doing it this way. <laughs> well, no, no particular reason. Just this is how we started the podcast okay. in May. Right. Um, it's only right to finish the year by going sort of revisiting it. Okay. Um, and we're watching episode five of season four. That's right. Yeah. And it's called... It's called The Constant. This is Lost. Cue theme song again. Because <laughs> it's very short, you barely you need any time. Yeah. Um, and I know this is already going to be a controversial choice because people out there are probably thinking... Hang on, Lost doesn't have a Christmas special. What are you talking about? And then well, that was exactly my thought. Yeah, but then I'm going to reply to you quite sternly. Um, yes, they did. Um, it may not have been categorised as a Christmas special at the time, but if you actually watch it, it's set at Christmas. It has that Christmas sentimentality. It's the most Christmassy episode of TV I can, I can think confirm. of. It's it is actually a Christmas episode. It's a Christmas episode, right? Um, and it coincidentally is my favourite, my one favourite episode of television of all time as well You're declaring it right now yeah it's my favourite episode of anything that's ever been on TV before or probably ever is The Continent I think it's absolutely perfect from start to finish everything about it is just amazing writing um, and I'll tell you a little bit about okay, it in so a second very, very quickly for anyone who's maybe popped into this podcast and hasn't listened to our first episode or even seen Lost yeah. quick recap as to what is Lost what is the show about uh, so Lost is about a group of survivors of a plane crash that crash on a mysterious island they basically can't get off the island nobody's looking for them because everyone thinks they're dead and they're stuck there together trying to get off um not get off with each other though some of them do (laughs) (laughs) but um and the thing that doesn't make it too easy for them is there are loads of mysterious supernatural things happening to them as well there's a smoke monster um people are dying that's not a euphemism by the way smoke monster is exactly what it is it really is yeah and it just seems to be the island is almost like it's alive so it's quite strange um there's lots of weird stuff going on but it's this isn't a a show where i explain the the intricacies and nuances of loss because i'll be here forever longer than watching the entire yes. second season. I'm going to concentrate specifically on this particular episode, this The Constant. Episode. Again, because Lost is Lost, I, I don't want to give too much away, especially to you, Rob, of what happens before and after this episode. because yeah, it turns out that I've only seen seasons one to three, I think. So yeah. I don't really know what's going on in this episode yeah. because I don't know how the helicopter gets into it. Now, yeah. that's not a spoiler. The first scene opens up and they're in a helicopter. Yes. I have no idea where this has come from. I don't know who the guy flying it is. I'm very confused. Um, I recognise one guy in the in the chopper. Yeah. And then I realised I know I recognised the other guy mm-hmm. in the front, Desmond. Yep. Um, but that was it, and I was very confused and lost. So I thought, okay, uh, which is which is out. Yeah. Um, well, again, I don't want to give too much away, but they're on the helicopter because they escaped something that happened in the previous episode. Something happened which was kind of disastrous, which made them be on um, a uh, helicopter. Well, basically, I, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to be very delicate about it. It's I'm being, okay. yeah. <laughs> I, right now, I say, having watched this episode standalone, yeah. I will know, now go back, yeah. retrace my steps to a point where I remember what happened, okay. watch forward to this point, be able to enjoy this episode again, mm-hmm. 
and carry on watching. This has definitely reignited my yeah. enthusiasm for the show. So, so let me try to convince you out there because it sounds very complicated at the moment. But I'm going to make I'm going to break it down to the core elements of this story and why you can watch it as a standalone. Forget all the other people on the island. This story is about Desmond and Penny. Desmond is stuck on an island, a mysterious island. He can't get off off the island. He's been there for years and years and years. The one woman that he loves, who he hasn't seen for years, is called Penny, and she is in England and she's trying to uh, and she's almost forgot about him trying basically. to move on with her life yeah so it's, they're almost like star-crossed lovers he's still got a thing for her uh, but she but he doesn't know if she's still got a thing for him so the story is about him trying to reconnect with Penny um, and the way that he happens to do that is by uh, the way the best way to describe it is becoming unstuck in time which is a phrase used um, um, in other sci-fi kind of things but he's unstuck in time he can't control his mind going back and forth through time so he is in uh, the present day stuck um on this island basically in a boat but he's also uh being his mind's been flown off to uh, a previous incarnation um in 1996 so he, well, he seems to be in the army. Yeah, he's like a, a an army cadet, and he realizes he, he's fully aware of his situation, and he realizes now's his chance to not only reconnect with Penny, but also get Penny to come and save him on the island. Yeah, there's there's, there's a sequence of things that happen. Certainly makes that a little bit more clear, but without. It's, it's much easier to watch than it is to explain. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go into the deep details of why Desmond Donnie and what he's been doing this very, whole time. It's very much um, blipping between two worlds or more to point, two times. Yeah. So you're sort of current day on the island. Uh, they happen to be in a helicopter and then yeah. on a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially they're on this island. And the other time is 1996. Yes. And he's in this forces squadron he's it's training it's chucking it down a rain yeah um he's getting to do sit-ups and push-ups in the mud and the rain so yeah. it's, it's two very very separate instances of his life but mm-hmm. they seem to be connected by penny yeah and so um there is a character called faraday who's my favorite character from lost by the way and we're also coincidentally where where post pop HQ is is where the real Faraday did his experiments with magnetism and apparently time. Quite literally the other side of that building that we're looking at. Yeah, so it's it's quite remarkable where he designed the Faraday cages and stuff, which is um, something that Desmond uses in a later episode of of uh, Lost. Um, so we're we're right in the kind of midst of of the kind of Lost universe right here. Um, so he, Desmond has to go and find because he needs someone to be able to explain what's going on and to maybe help him because he's aware of it this is the thing he's, he, he's, he's aware he's actually he's aware in a sort of third person sense that something is happening to him yeah in that he's blacking out on the island yeah. on, on the boat and and then he can see as vi- as clear as day mm-hmm. 1996 yeah and he, he, a quick question though yeah yeah, to, yeah is his 1996 self yep. aware that he's also on the island in the future Does, is he, I, that's why I couldn't yeah, work how I, th- I think that this always happened I, th- I don't think that he's changed anything by going back I think this was always the case for him yeah he, he'd always so in 1996 yeah, he'd so always so done so this so at some point then yeah 
He's uh, forgotten. What, what year is it on the island? I can't even. Two thousand and four. Four. So we're not talking yeah. eight years. An eight-year difference. So, so are you saying then in nineteen ninety-six he yeah. was bouncing back to nineteen eighty-eight? Uh, no, 1996 to 2004. Yeah, no, no, no. Yep. But what I'm saying is, is the 2004 version of... Desmond. Of Desmond. Yep. When it was actually 1996, yep. was he bouncing back to 1988? Has he always been in two times at once? Or has uh, it only ever been since arriving on the island? Um Ever since... Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this the, I think this is the only time <laughs> yes, in no, Desmond's life... Yes, no, makes no sense, Rob. <laughs> this is the only time in Desmond's life, in ni- a short period in 1996 and a short period in 2004... Oh, okay, so it's, it's literally a window... Yeah. Uh, right, okay. Yeah. And the that, way... That explains. Yeah. So, so um, Faraday, the kind of scientist on the island, who, who arrived um, a lot later than everyone else, and he arrived under mysterious circumstances. He, he's got lo- loads of notebooks with... He seems to know a lot more about the than anyone else so he's obviously implicated in, in, in why they're there but he explains to Faraday um, well actually let's get on to it um, Desmond goes to see Faraday and has to convince him of this thing that's happening and obviously Faraday being a normal human being in 1996 in 1996 and Faraday at that time he's teaching you at Oxford University you do know how confusing this is going yeah, to yeah. sound to anyone listening sorry Faraday's at Oxford University um, in England and he's a professor there and he's very intelligent and he's doing multiple experiments uh, Desmond goes there has to convince him um, of yeah, so future Desmond tells past Desmond yep. go to Oxford find Faraday yep. and tell him these numbers yeah and that's the only way you're going to convince him that this is all true and he does that and then Faraday's like cool I'm in I understand so he kind of helps him and explains the kind of what the con- what the concept of the constant is now in order to stop yourself being unstuck in time to kind of almost control it you need to find something an anchor an anchor in time they explain it as yeah. and that anchor is Penny Penny is I mean it could be a thing but yeah. he chooses a person yeah Penny because, yeah. is Desmond's constant um, so uh I just think that the, the whole concept of a constant is just amazing. Um, my friend, a friend of mine, Kenny, has uh, he he wrote and produced and released an album called The Constant about this particular episode. Really, which is yeah, it's awesome. Um, so for this, this whole idea and concept for me is very well. It certainly makes me think of Inception. Uh, well, travelling through different. Yeah, I know that with with um, Inception, you've got different levels of dreaming, and therefore you've got uh, and and your life exists at different speeds. Yeah. So if you're one layer down, you get what eight minutes for every minute up, and then it, it multiplies yeah, up yeah, yeah, exponentially. Yeah. But and so I know it's a slightly different um, spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, know, I get it, it's a slightly different thing, but in my head, I'm I'm kind of. It's that you have to concentrate, and I, and it's not an easy episode to watch, and that's no. not a bad thing. Yeah, we've we've said this about other shows as well, and you do have to concentrate for this. Um, but equally, you can watch this alone from others, yeah, and, and still get. Um, is 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 okay? So is this a turning point in the island? Yes, it is. Quite quite a sort of like fork in the road. Yeah. So I was go- going on to explain that um, basically because uh, Penny is uh, Desmond's constant, it kind of allows him to almost take control. As soon as he realises that, he can take control of the situation and use it to his advantage. So now... He has Faraday on his side, explaining what to do. Um, and all he has to do now is convince Penny from 1996. All he, he needs to, Penny to do is to pick up the phone 
on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Just pick up the phone. He'll and they've they've been estranged since then. They've they've um, Penny's father is Charles Widmore, who's a big antagonist in this whole series, um, and she almost wants nothing to do with Desmond anymore. And he turns up on the door and is like, Penny, like just do me this one favor. I'm going to leave you alone for the rest of your life. Just do me this favor. In eight years time. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. And um, and she's like, just go away, Desmond. And he's just like, no. But then this is where the Christmas sentimentality and that this is the beauty of television comes into play. Yeah. He's there. On uh, the ship. On the ship. And... Desperate. Desperate because if she picks up that phone... But then, if she doesn't... Yeah. He might die. Yep, he might die because he's it getting sick. That, it is that dramatic. Yeah. And all of this jumping forward and back and forth time is messing up his brain as well. He's, he's not in a good shape. And if she just picks up that phone on Christmas Eve, then it can save him. It can save him, save his life, save everyone on the island. It's so important. This episode is so important. And um, so he begins to uh, ring. And there she is on Christmas and Eve. She answers, yeah. And she answers the phone and the music just swells and he's just like, it, it is the, it, it, <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, this is amazing. It is. It, it's the Christmas miracle. Yeah. It, that, it, and it sounds cheesy and, you know, you, you do get a lot of films and television that all kind of play on this whole Christmas miracle, but it's done in a different way. Yeah. It feels, it feels new. Although this episode, obviously, The Lost has finished a long time ago yeah. now. It feels like a, a new way of doing it. Does it's, that make sense? Yeah, it's just it's just amazing. I mean, that, that, this could have been a film. But the thing that got me... I mean, that was that was a real tearjerker anyway. That, mm. that Even though I knew it, I've seen this episode like a thousand times. Every time that happened, I'm just like, is, he, is she going to pick up? Is she going to pick up? She picks up. And then... It's interesting as well, because having not seen any of season four yet either... Yeah. Um, she says a few things in the in the phone conversation, which I won't repeat in case people yeah, are getting into it. Yeah, are spoilers. Um, yeah, I, I, she said certain things and thinking, oh, really? I didn't know that. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So obviously at some point where I fell out of it, must have been at the end of season three or towards into season three, mm-hmm. stuff happens at start of season four, which... Yes. There are certain yeah, which, which she refers to again, trying to be delicate, not not spoil too much in case yeah. you're thinking of getting into it. I mean, I, I thoroughly recommend you getting into it. And, and the other thing that kind of gets me, just when you think that that kind of uh, shot to the heart of Penny picking up the phone and like saving uh, Desmond's life um, isn't enough, then we see Daniel Faraday flicking through his notebook and you see him with what's written um, is uh, the words: um, "If anything goes wrong, Desmond Hume will be." my constant so he's using Desmond as his constant as well so he's presumably which suggests a massive triangle of weirdness yeah it's like wow it's crazy but then um, um, this okay I've got some questions yeah 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 Uh, go for it so if someone told you this is happening to you yeah and you, you know, you're 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 Jed Shepard. So this is yeah. So it's know, almost I, a mute point. I, yeah. I, I, I think this. I think I know where this is going to go. But yeah. if this is happening to you, how easily are you convinced that this is the solution? It depends you're, who's asking it. You, well, you are. You're you're telling yourself. Yeah. Your subconscious, your past conscience, whatever. Go to Oxford. You're in the army. Yeah. Go to Oxford, mm-hmm. find this professor who you've yep. never heard of before yep. and tell him 2.432 at 11 hertz. Yeah. Are you yeah. doing it? Of course, yeah. I, I, I'm i the kind of person... He sort of... See, it, it, he's 
convinced very easily, and I'm not trying to pick well, a bone. It's because, it? like his, it's because his conscience is telling him it's he's being driven to. It's not. It's not like he has to be convinced. It's him that's saying it. Yeah, but also, it's one of the situations where you see in a film or, or TV show where you see a kid go up to their parents, go, "Mummy." there's a man in my room and they go, oh, I'll just go back to bed, go to sleep. And, and obviously there's a, there is a real person in this room who kidnaps her or something. If that was me, if I had a kid, came up to me and was like, daddy, uh, there's a monster under my bed. I'll be like, okay, let's go mess that monster up. And I'll go in there with a flipping baseball bat <laughs> and I'll be there smashing. Yeah, I'll just be like, guys, wait there, lock the door. I'm going in and yeah. just deal with whatever the situation is. Because you have to... I mean, no one's got a reason to lie to you about anything, really. Um, no, that's true. And, like, what reason... So do you think this sort of thing exists? Like, do you think there is genuinely this little sort of wormhole in time that certain people have got a conscience to... That their consciences are connected? Um, I don't really believe in anything magical like that. <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to think... It would be good if, if that kind of thing happened. Uh, believe in, um, like, the power of love across time can like yeah. save everything but um i don't I, 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 no unless i see it no I, I don't believe it okay um but there is i mean there is something to say for um if if something is really driven inside you something you believe you have to do then you should do it yeah. as long as it doesn't hurt anyone of course yeah of course no, that's it. You, you make you make comment to this being um the best episode of television yeah of all time of, of all any, time of any yeah. show of all and I don't time. think it can be beat um, it falls what just over halfway through the whole yeah. uh, show that is lost yeah about three quarters yeah I, I can't ask the question does it get better because you said it's the best show but it, it gets almost as good and then that's better than most TV shows I, I think Lost is the best TV show of all time it, it's, it, it simply is the, the amount of ideas and the amount the journey you go through these characters you don't go through this journey with any other TV show I mean you get big shows like The Sopranos and obviously you've got yep. you get uh, Tony Soprano you see his journey but nobody else's in Lost you're seeing multiple characters journeys that are extravagant and just mind blowing but also like the little personal journeys as well I just think it's, I think this is an incredible show and I think this episode call it a Christmas episode call it a, a just a normal episode it's 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 incredible and I just think this, the, the Christmas element of it just the whole Christmas Eve answer that call on Christmas Eve is just phenomenal everyone knows she's going to pick up the phone and, and, and you know what actually the, for the first time in, in seeing any sort of moment of Christmas yeah. you know the, the obvious things like jump to mind like love actually yeah. the whole guy <laughs> knocking on the door standing over the sign not saying yeah. anything um it isn't cheesy. No, it isn't cheesy. It isn't cheesy for any, not even a split second of yeah. it feels cheesy. It's sort of very much like a, it just so happens. Yeah. And, and, I, and it's also quite a clever play on it because they have no idea what the date is on the island. They've yeah, lost yeah. all track of time. Mm -hmm. And it's only because they're on the ship and they've been crossing off the days on a calendar yeah, yeah. that they know it's the 24th of December. Yeah. And it all just falls into place. And yeah, life throws up coincidences every now and then. And that's quite nice mm -hmm. when it happens. Because you're like, oh, excellent. That's worked yeah. well, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah. it's um, and I challenge anyone to, to watch this episode and not and not just like fall apart when when that phone rings and she picks up it's just it's just amazing and I, it's one of those things where I think it should be embraced as a Christmas episode I think every year I watch this episode at least once a year yeah um, yeah and I just think it's 
it's just it reminds me of how great TV can be. I think this would be a really good episode to actually watch on Christmas Eve. So yeah, if, yeah. If you're listening to this podcast um, as it lands in your inbox yeah. or on Postbop, um, do search it out because I yeah. think. Uh, I recently saw an article just quickly um, which was sort of giving you suggestions of films to watch on certain dates of the year oh, nice. because it okay. falls in time with yeah. what's, when the film is set yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and they, I think this would be quite a quite a cool one to watch yeah. actually on Christmas Eve exactly and uh, guys out there Please, if I call on Christmas Eve, pick up the phone. <laughs> just, just pick up the if phone. You see Jid's name <laughs> yeah. on Christmas Eve. Just pick up. Slightly worry, but definitely answer. All right, definitely answer. Um, and obviously, th- this episode is um, been nominated for a bunch of awards, and yeah. people consider it the best episode of Lost. I consider it the best episode of TV. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> just heard it here. Gen- generally, is it, yeah. Um, All right, and so yeah. we, we're not going to necessarily score it. We might give no. it a score anyway, but we'll do so after we've chatted yeah. about the next show. If that's all yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Unless you've got anything else to add to no, it. No, just like, I mean, I'm pretty sure the converse here because I think everyone here who listens, well, most of you have watched Lost and you know this episode. You may not remember the name of the episode, but you remember the sentiment and that particular scene where she picks up the phone. Tell me a better, ep- tell me a better scene in TV than Penny picking up that phone. There isn't one. It's a, it is as gripping as the, as the pilot episode, which we yeah. talked about and the episode, well, take one of the pilot yeah. itself. Um, it's, it was really exactly good. Really where you've got it. where you've got an episode one you've got a plane crashing you get that same amount of emotion in someone picking up a phone that's just great writing yeah, that's that's very true that's yeah. in, in a sentence there you've, I think you summed it up nicely yeah um, so not only did we go away to watch that this week uh, but we went away to watch another Christmas special of another show yeah. we've also reviewed which is equally quite as highly rated in our yeah. book and our league mm-hmm. um, as uh, as Lost is because Lost is what second in fact, Lost and this one might actually be joint. I think it I think is. joint second, aren't they? I think it is, yeah, uh, yeah. Because we not only watched the Christmas special of Lost, but we watched the Christmas special of The Office. It's a two-parter. It Rob. is a cheat. Absolute cheat. I know. Well, I thought, you know, you're going for the big gun, so I'm going to have to yeah. pull something out of the bag that's uh, equally as impressive. And two episodes um, together is about 90 minutes. Yeah, so it's almost like a feature-length film. Yeah, length. yeah. Um, it did feel like that, actually, watching them back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, it, um, does, it does feel a little bit film-like. And, and we, we said earlier that the first part, the first half, essentially... There's not a whole lot going on in this. Yeah, um, you can't watch the first part without going on to the second part because yeah, the first well, part that, that's important. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of setup in part one yeah. that is necessary for part two to be as dramatic as yeah. it is. All the payoff um, is in part two. Yeah. But just to just to sort of throw back to us talking about the pilot episode when we did that, um, and then looking at this one, this is obviously this was filmed a long time after the shows were out on on the telly and the series mm-hmm. um, and it's it just takes the cringe to a whole <laughs> new level I mean honestly I love it I absolutely love I it do, I don't I, 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 I we spoke about this with Partridge yeah and and when we spoke, spoke about the office pilot as well yeah the writing and the 
the delivery of the of the awkwardness in these shows is just second to none. You, yeah. If you don't, if you watch this and don't feel like you want the world to swallow you, <laughs> then you're not alive because it's just mind mind achingly cringy at times. It really is. Yeah. Um, so Gareth has been promoted to regional manager. Yeah. Branches have been merged. Uh, David Brent is now out on the road as like a kind of sales rep. Yeah. Traveling but, salesman. But he's the uh, he, he's also a celebrity yeah. um, in air quotes because he's he's um, well the money he made from doing the documentary originally yeah. he invested in a, a music video <laughs> uh, and his own uh, simply ju- red ju- cover ju- juxtaposition records yeah um, <laughs> simply red cover yeah don't you um, if you don't know me by now yeah the cheesiest thing you've ever seen in your oh, life man, that video is so um, terrible and, he's, and he reckons he's a celebrity so he thinks he's recognised everywhere so he's in the greengrocers which we were talking about earlier as well yeah. and, he, and, he's, and he's showing off about being in this greengrocers <laughs> yeah. and, and they know him like he's in he's like I'm a bit of a regular in here like, know, like, like showing off like he's in the Ritz you yeah. know what I mean it's it's <laughs> it's hard to explain how much he makes me feel embarrassed for him <laughs> um, and, and it's and it's the constant trying yeah it's the just it's trying the, to relentless to like just all the penis jokes like, as well it's the endless want to be loved and liked and looked up to yeah. and and sought after it's it's toe curling we've all been there <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing beyond belief yeah but because he's been filmed I think it's it, it ratchets it up even more like yeah. he's desperate for someone to ask him who he is uh, sorry ask for his autograph and yeah. he almost forces a guy to like um, get his autograph from the greengrocers so now what I found really interesting to start the episode off with the first part is it it, it talks to David and um, it almost feels like it's been a scandal like the reason he's not in the office anymore, as in it literally in the office, like, he's now yeah. been sent out into the car, is because there's been some sort of scandal. Like there's some unspoken story that no one's allowed to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like the director knows, but he's been told you cannot air it. <laughs> yeah. and, and to me, that is, it's not there. It's not yeah. physically actually said out loud or anything like well, that. But it's, it, I get that impression that... Well, it's the first time we see him actually react to the going on of, of the, the two series. He's, he's like, yeah, I saw the documentary documentary um and it was an absolute um hatchet job yeah. it made me look to be a prat and i'm not a prat um because they they think that they took out all the all of his good all moments good and left all the bad bits yeah, yeah bad bits where he kind of messes up all the time um and that could be the case who knows maybe he's in the right but what we've seen is cringe after cringe after cringe after mistake after <laughs> hr disaster um and the thing is he goes from that which obviously sets you up into sort of going okay we've come back some years later and then you find out that gareth's been promoted to to sort of regional manager and he's out on the road um but then there's a nice kind of throwback to all right so times have moved on things have changed but there's a nice moment when um martin freeman um locks gareth in his office he goes <laughs> in there with the report and he goes yeah you know i'm leaving early tonight yeah he goes, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 he goes he goes great he gets to the door he turns around he goes um are these your keys and he holds up the office keys and he slams the door shut and locks him in the office yeah, yeah. and then he proceeds to phone everyone around the office to try and get them to open it up and it's it's that sort of moment where they're still able to have the old school jokes well, that's the jokes of the of the original documentary well that's that's what he was trying to do he was trying to because he misses the old times when, when Dawn yeah, was but there then, but then Dawn's not there so yeah. the receptionist who is there goes give me the keys I, I just gives the keys I'm yeah. going to let him out and he's the boss so and, and it 
and again it's that little awkward setting of the tone so like they're trying to hold on to the old days but yeah. things have moved on now yeah. and, and that's quite true of life you know like, it's, it's true it's, it's very um representative of of life you know mm-hmm. and and at christmas as well everything feels you know you sort of look back on the year uh, and it's quite it's it's got that nice uh, reflective nostalgia nostalgic kind of thing, feel yeah. to it in that you know, it's christmas and everyone around this time of year in december starts thinking about oh what's like what's the year been like what's yeah. 2017 we, we all look Very back to reflective. last year and go like 2016 was the year that everyone died for some strange yeah. reason and and the world basically and everyone wishes they were dead because <laughs> <laughs> Certain things have happened. Yeah. Um, but like the, the, the nostalgia things played up here so much because David Brent, he has nostalgia for his old life in the office. So he keeps going back there. Yeah. He keeps visiting and everyone's... He's not wanted. Yeah, nobody he, wants he him goes, to be he there. He goes, you should have called. He goes, I'm not going to call. Yeah. I'm not going to call. He goes, yeah, but you should have called. You should really call you should, ahead. You should, call, you should call ahead. You should call ahead. I'm not going to call. I'm not going to call. You should, you should call ahead. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cringy and he thinks he's just the morale officer, but he shouldn't even be there. I mean, data protection <laughs> the even. Morale. <laughs> <laughs> the morale officer. So, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, and then the kind of like the the kind of subplot here is they're planning um, a Christmas party, which yeah. we see in the next episode. Um, and the kind of it literally well, dawns on the, on yeah, on it them does. that Dawn's going to come back for the Christmas party. So that's the subplot. Yeah. The sub subplot is that Dawn and Tim are not quite yeah. over each other. They're in Florida, and oh, oh, sorry, yeah. yeah so Dawn's so, in yeah, so in Florida. Dawn's in Florida. Yeah, with her fiance. With her fiance, uh, Lee. Lee. Yeah. Lee. It doesn't seem to be going that well. They're yeah. kind of desperate to get back home. Yes, I mean, the subplot is that the Christmas party and Dawn is going to come back for it, but the sub-subplot yeah. is that somehow you seem to get this feeling that neither of them are over each other. As yeah. Dawn yeah. And- well, you know you know from the from the, from the kickoff that yeah. uh, Tim is still into still into Dawn, but we don't know for certain because we hear we see a talking head with Dawn going, yeah, like it was quite embarrassing um, when I rejected him and Lee's like, which time? So, <laughs> yeah, we don't know for certain her intentions, but yeah. we feel like this is a Christmas episode, so we, we might find well, out a bit later. Yeah, there's hope. Is that, is the thing there is, is hope. The yeah. episode... Um, so is the seed of hope very early on yeah. and you think oh no they're not are they <gasps> yeah yeah and that and that keeps you, you yeah know? and I think that's nice because uh, I don't remember um, whether or not they showed both parts back to back did they did they show I both I can't remember maybe it was like a how we're doing it with this Christmas Eve Christmas Day type situation yeah like a two day well, yeah. one, one, one night next night you get the, the final part yeah um, that feels like it's the way it should have been but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's great at sowing seeds quite early on. Actually, it's 26th of December 2003 and 27th of December 2003. Nice. Okay, yeah. So it was literally days yeah. apart. So you you watched it one night and you're like, oh no, how's yeah. it going to turn out? Um, yeah. The wheels have clearly come off of Brent. Literally, <laughs> yeah. like you know, they are. Oh, well, I wish they would at sometimes well, the motorway. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not selling like dusters or anything. He's like, well, I am selling yeah. dusters, and it's only about ten percent of my job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. It's, um, is this more awkward than other episodes to, for you? I mean, I think yes. And the reason why is because at least before he had a reason to be in the office. And this is just so yes. desperate. This is so desperate. And, that's, and that's the word for it. Yeah. yeah he, just the fact that he keeps coming back into the office and nobody wants him to be there. I mean, we kind of f- find out later on that 
really nobody wants to be here. He, he gets thrown out of the office by like the big boss and he's like, oh, I'm being thrown out. He wants to go for a drink tomorrow. Everyone puts, he's like, I oh, know, short notice, day after, next week. And everyone's like, uh, no, we, we don't want to go for a drink with you. And then Martin Freeman, Tim, is just yeah. like, yeah, I'll go for, because he feels sorry for him. He's like, I'll go for a drink with you tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, it's just, just cringe. One of the things that, um, it's, uh, maybe it's a dig at the, the show in, in a little bit, but mm-hmm. the first part is, as we just said, is Boxing Day then the 27th it was shown yeah although there was a lot of seeds sown in that first half mm-hmm. the first episode the first part of it doesn't really end with a fanfare or even really that much of a tease there's no, no there's no real moment where you think oh no no you can't leave it there yeah 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 which I think because sometimes you you need and I, and I don't I don't know whether this was a way for just just enough time that you sort of like oh wow it's back but you hadn't forgotten I mean I think these two episodes were always meant to be shown together Um, yeah yeah but what I'm saying because like if it has been like say six seven years after the show yeah so we've got um, I can't think what this was I think it's three years after it's three years yeah Yeah. that's what it's meant to be so there's 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 something I mean like Twin Peaks is a good example actually something coming back like multiple years later after the previous ones yeah so because it's only I mean three years is still quite a while but it's still fresh enough mm-hmm. that people will go will all remember a lot so it didn't I don't know if it needed to be one but, well, but for me it was a bit a bit anticlimactic at the end of the first part I was thinking well I think like I'm going to carry on watching it because yeah. I want to know what happens well in America this was actually shown as like a film it was shown oh, as it was a, shown in one part both, both were together yeah and it was called The Office Special basically so you didn't really get that because as you said the first part feels like an introduction rather than I just wonder a full how, episode how people found it if they watched it when it in 2003 yeah like if it worked um but the first episode because i yeah because i i might have felt a little disappointed i think like, so I've, that, I've, that's I've why we had to do Chris, both I've, parts because otherwise this wouldn't get anywhere no i i feel like i'd have been a bit like i i need yeah i'd have felt a little cheated if i'd have watched this on boxing day in 2003 and yeah. gone what's the point of the last 45 yeah we didn't learn much yeah, from here like, where's dawn yeah you know I, I think i'd have felt a little bit cheated yeah but because there is a second part then we feel yeah and which, i guess you would have known i mean it would yeah. have been very i mean literally the the credits would have rolled and you'd have got the the bbc voice over doing the yeah. um and of course this uh, concludes tomorrow night on bbc one yeah uh, up next is uh the antiques roadshow yeah. um, whatever it was on afterwards um, so i guess it was a, it was already you know, immediately sewing that like well look, it concludes tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. Come exactly. back and it's that draw to come back again. Yeah. But it, it just it felt a little bit anticlimactic and yeah, I wasn't well wasn't sure that was a good thing. Well in this case. Again, like because we know there's a second part and we, we watched it, it's fine because it immediately starts off in a place where it's it's utterly cringy, where uh, David Brent has to, he kind of flummoxes his, his, his way into a lie that he has a date for the Christmas party, yeah. and therefore he needs to find oh, a date can quickly. We, can, we, can we please not talk about the uh, the process of elimination? Oh God! It's, I, it's, I mean, of all the things he does in this special, it, it, that's just yeah. I can't talk about it. Well, I, I can talk about it. So he has a number. <laughs> he has about ten like dates, their profiles on paper, and and so um, horrible. Gareth is going through them. And he's like, oh, there's a, 
a lot of like black ladies here and and she was like and he was like racist and then it's like and it picks up like a handful of them just like yeah maybe just put one in and then, and then you see Gareth throw away the other kind of like black profiles into the bin so <laughs> it's but then um, so horrible it's yeah. so horrible but then he I mean this is cringe comedy but then they also he also says that uh, women should um, hold a newspaper next to their photo to make sure the, the photo was taken yeah. that day and then we see the kind of fruits of that joke a bit later on where he goes to meet a lady that he yeah. finds and the lady's obviously not quite what he's looking for and she seems a bit older and a bit or not quite what the photo led, bit more led him to believe yeah, yeah. And just, it, just it's such look, an awkward it's, day it's the looks as well it is, it is so much of this show is built around <laughs> silent looks yeah. to camera or yeah. even not even at camera but just those moments where you get the, the glance yeah uh, and, and uh, that I don't think any show has probably ever since relied so heavily on that facial expression yeah. thing and, well, and I don't know this if is a British thing I, I, I don't know if that's well it almost started in, in the office because it, it's a the format of the show it's like a, it's like a fake well, it's docu- a mo- it's documentary yeah. um, so you've never really had characters looking at the yeah, camera but, before but, but even like the example where like Dawn comes back to the office for the first time in, in part one yeah she looks across she keeps doing that sort of out the corner of her eye she looks right at Tim yeah and Tim's obviously waiting at the back waiting his turn trying not to that make was it great trying not was, to make it yeah. and, it, and, I, and again I just wanted to, I, I wanted to shout at my own yeah we've all been in that situation as well Tim yeah just kiss her <laughs> Yeah. Just go and grab her and kiss her. No, you can't grab her, but you can yeah. go and kiss her. But let's talk, talk that, that's, that's a great scene where, like, she's coming back to the office, the, all the staff, like, because she's very popular, oh, surround her. Yeah. And while she's, like, trying to hug them, and, like, she's obviously looking over at Tim to see what he's doing. And yeah, he's exactly. trying to stand back, trying to be. Because cool. he's been rejected before, so he doesn't he doesn't want to, like, put it all out there. So he's like, um, um, Dawn, I think I think Gareth wants to see you. I'll, I'll take her over to, to see yeah. him. And then he gets to spend a little bit, like, 10 seconds with her before he has to go into the office. Um, and it's great. So I don't want to spoil what happens at the end. Of I think the we can spoil it. I think it's. I think it's are well we, known what happens. We, yeah. Okay, go, okay. Fine. Yeah. You do it then. I can't, so I can't bring myself to do okay, it. Okay. So it, it gets to the uh, party, and, and David Brent isn't invited to the pre-party meal. So he's just hanging out in the office by himself. He's like, "What am I do for three hours?" And he just has to wave everyone by. It's so sad. And then the party is just in the office. They didn't bother to go to the pub or anything, guess because it's cheapest. Everyone's dancing along to eighties tunes. You've got Keith to be the DJ which is just amazing <laughs> to see him bopping along to like 80s hits um, and they're all having a laugh and uh, David Brent's waiting for his date to appear she turns up and whoa she's a bit of a stunner she's I think she, he's done well punching well above his weight and and she likes him and laughs at his jokes so you get a little bit of we've seen him being an absolute disaster up until now and wow it's and actually a moment of success yeah and it's not been it's not been a weird day he's not been he's not pushing it he's been nice to her been a normal person and in response she's been great to him thinks he's funny and it's like oh wow this is it, the christmas spirit is really alive here <laughs> but that's the subplot to like the main thing with with dawn being there with lee and uh they're tr- he's trying to like catch a uh, little conversation with her and he's like are oh, you still you still painting and lee's like no no you have to be good to be to, to do that for a living and like she's just miserable and tim's like right okay and uh and then um uh, he gets into their conversation and they can't talk to each other and he's like okay we've got to go babe and she's like oh now it's like early and she's and he's like yeah you know we've got to get back on the plane tomorrow um, and she's like what about my secret Santa 
and he goes and grabs a secret Santa and like uh, Tim and Dawn get another 10 seconds together just to say bye and an awkward hug and they go off and Tim just goes to talk to uh, David Brent and uh, she has a uh, she's in the back of the car as they're driving away and she opens up the secret Santa and the secret Santa is a painting set and it's obviously from Tim because it has the, the drawing that she drew of Tim and it's like never give up and obviously she's crying very emotional moment it's just in the Christmas like the Christmas spirit is alive and then you're like oh okay well that's uh, she knows that he is obviously he listens to her he he understands her and then you just cut to like back at the party we don't see what happens how she breaks up with with her boyfriend but she with her fiance but she does she walks in straight away and kisses him and then everyone's like what and it's just one of the best moments in TV I think yeah. especially Christmas TV I think it's, you, you it's sort been of, building up to you this you want it to happen yeah first, first and foremost you want it to happen yeah you can see it might happen yeah but you also know what this show does to you yeah uh, and so you sort of extinguish your own enthusiasm yeah. for it and you kind of go it's not going to happen because it's been close I, I, before it feels right it yeah. feels like third time lucky it yeah. feels like this is the moment it's going to Christmas it's yeah. going to happen but, but I'm not going to get my hopes up because yeah. I'm not going to do this, it I'm going to wait till she does it I did this before yeah. and, and you, you almost actually in a way you are almost feeling everything for Tim yeah in that you want it yeah you can see it can it, it could happen yeah but you don't want to be hurt again yeah and so you sort of go it's not going to happen and she's going to drive off and she's just going to just it, it, it's just going to end like that yeah, and then yeah. you suddenly get the ah I gotcha yeah. it's going to happen and it's like wishful filming you, you get the one thing that everyone's wanted since since this show began since yeah. episode one you've got the Dawn and Tim situation and it feels very final and yeah, in a good way you do yeah and you get the, the and then as they go off into the sunset you get the voiceover from uh, David Brent um just about how you, you lump together with a bunch of people um, and uh, and you're basically stuck with them and you have to make the best of, of what they are but like the, uh, yeah he just it's just a really good like end kind of narration um, and yeah it just gets you right in the feels doesn't it, 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 it that, that is it it gets you right in the feels <laughs> which I feel sick for just saying yeah. it's not grammatically correct but no. anyway um, no, it's, it's considered one of the best yeah, uh, Christmas episodes ever made, and there's some really good ones. We we spoke about this what months ago when we we talked about maybe yeah. doing a Christmas special, mm-hmm. um, and this was like basically uh, top of the list. This is yeah. one we had to do, um, yeah. and you know I'm, I'm glad that we sort of looked at something different in Lost. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to have watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really really pleased we st- we've done the first Christmas special on The Office because I think it is yeah. genuinely one of the best special episodes for Christmas. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, there are uh, there are loads of others, and and we'll do them actively encourage you to go and watch them this year yeah. for Christmas but we will do them next year yeah. perhaps and we'll not and only do, do every single pilot episode we'll do every single Christmas episode too yeah alright <laughs> spin off to the pilot yeah. the Christmas yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, okay if I had to if I had to make a decision yeah. which I preferred mm-hmm. oh, it's really hard well, it's obvious to me. Um, yeah, you say lost. It's, it's lost, yeah. I, I think I agree with you. And I only just agree with you. And I yeah. think for 
the and I think the only reason is because there's something to watch on from here. Yeah, it's yeah. literally the only reason I think I prefer Lost because equally in their own way mm-hmm. they are both spectacular. Yeah, I mean this is as you say, it, the office gets you right in the feels. Yeah. This, this to me, this is the best British Christmas special by far. It beats Only Fools and Horses hands down, like yeah. without a doubt. It, it, but we'll be, I agreed with you then, and I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Come about on, that. really? Okay. Only Fools is good, though. I mean, that's. I mean, they've done about ten Christmas specials. We need to do an no, Only Only yeah, Fools special o- special. Only Fools and Horses special special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do that one time as well. Yeah. That's, oh, that's. Yeah, but they, again, you're talking about an institution there in Only Fools yeah, and Horses. Yeah, it's true. But I, I, I can't say you're wrong. Yeah. Because that is a great British uh, Christmas special. and But yeah, lot for me, just peaking it, it's got to be lost. Okay, so we've got some scores? Yeah, okay, so okay. for lost. Um, out of 10? Um, well, I think I know which you're going to give it, because you've only got one each year. <laughs> well... You're going to give it the 11. <laughs> I thought it was one eleven for the entire time we do. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I'm, we, don't, I'm, we don't want one a year. Yeah. Then. I'm, I'm giving lost ten. I'm giving this episode ten. It's the greatest episode of TV ever in my mind. So you're at eleven. You, if it's, it's the 10. greatest episode ever, I'm only using the eleven for the for the normal show, not the Christmas specials. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm giving it a ten. Lost is. I mean, it's, a, it's an easy nine and a half, isn't it? Okay, that's good. It's Great. Easy nine. Only yeah. because. Um, unless you've watched everything else yeah. it doesn't completely make sense yeah, it yeah, does yeah. stand alone yeah. and I said I, I watched it without any knowledge of season 4 yeah, yeah. it can stand alone mm-hmm. but it it would certainly help had I seen everything up to that yeah. point so it's a 9.5 for me so brilliant a 19.5 Jesus nice. <laughs> oh, um, and The Office The Office I absolutely adore this I think it's I think the first half lets it down quite a lot but they had to do that in order to uh, have the payoff at the end for me it's a 9 yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, eighteen. Just, that's just very strong. There, and I agree with that. I think nine. Yeah. You're right. It's it still feels like. Did they need to do the first part? Could you have done without it? Maybe, but actually, making you wait that long for it yeah. builds up that anticipation. And when the payoff comes, it, it makes it all that better. All yeah, that much more effective. Exactly. Yeah. So an eighteen. An eighteen. Like Nineteen and a half and an eighteen. That's wow. a pretty special score. That is. Wow. I mean, for first Christmas special, we had to go big. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so... Um, and that leaves us what to do well, for the next episode. I think we should probably say, if, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, um, that it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, so, um, Merry Christmas. And yeah. we will be back tomorrow mm-hmm. with another episode. Christmas Day. Christmas Day episode, uh, where we shall be reviewing our, uh, our first animated TV films. Yeah. Uh, in... How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Dr. And, Seuss Classic, and... And Char- a Charlie Brown Christmas. Indeed. So a couple of... They're quite short as well. They're Both made in the mid-60s. Yeah, 25 minutes or so long. Yep. So uh, and very easy to find online and such. Yep. Uh, give them a look and uh, you can watch them both in an hour, which is nice. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back with another episode uh, Christmas Day, yeah. uh, reviewing our thoughts on those two. So until then... See you later, alligator. In a very short while, crocodile. Jelly, man. We didn't even do it, but (laughs) we'll do it tomorrow.